0: Hey crew, I'm Cam Explains, and this is Run the Block, the first show that's bringing together coaches, podcasters, and local business owners to innovate and collaborate because I think there's crazy crossover that no one is talking about between these three amazing groups from lessons learned to finding untapped potential new revenue streams. Our goal is to help you get more subs, customers, clients, and more using the perfect formula of know-how, storytelling, and kindness so you too can easily create content that converts, add more cash to the bank, lift up your community, and ignite your biz without being stuck in no man's land ever again. In this episode of RTB, we see what getting froggy and taking the leap into coaching while working a 9 to 5 or a 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. if you're this coach actually looks like. How to create endless energy for all of your hustles, what a routine actually means and can provide, plus what to look for if you actually wanna find a mentor to help you accelerate your own journey and possibly your own clients as well. Bonus, we also talk about this coach's simple marketing strategy that has doubled her coaching business and actually just got a message last week with her showing me a screenshot of her latest real view count, which is crazy and how it's actually been leading to new conversations and new clients. Shouts to the coaches community for all their help on lead generation. Please help me welcome to Run the Block, Coach Jane Carlson, owner of Train Like Jane. Let's jump into it. Hey, RTB fam, I just wanted to quickly say happy holidays, happy Thanksgiving. Now, whether or not you even agree with having dry turkey on Thanksgiving, completely up to you. I know I have a couple friends who completely dismissed the idea of having it I, in fact, actually love it. I love the idea of ham and turkey and just getting the family together. It's one of the few times growing up that my family all actually got together and sat down and had a meal. So I love this time of year. I love the holidays, and yes, I too love the dry turkey because I always cover it with mashed potatoes and gravy and probably a roll or two. So hope you guys all have a wonderful, happy, healthy holiday, and I cannot wait to see everybody back in action the week after. As well as if you're in the coaching community. We have a couple of fun things planned as far as our own 12 days of fitness and a couple of bonuses coming into the new year. So, guys, have a happy, healthy, wonderful holiday, and we'll see you soon. So, Jamie, we we're just talking a little bit uh, off record. Now we're going to bring it on the record about your background um, because you are now into the coaching realm. Which, welcome, congratulations! I know you've been doing it for a hot minute, uh, but it's kind of like this official thing that you've. Kind of been growing from side hustle, working with another company, uh, Scooby Prep, which I'm sure we'll get into as well. Yeah, but your background's in in retail and retail management, and what you do to me when you describe it sounds insane. So what what is it exactly that you you start into, and how how did you get into this this world of coaching from you know retail management? Because I don't like think that that's ever like a normal path people take, right? So
1: that's not the that's not the normal transition. Okay, so let me go back a few years, not to fully date myself, but I've been in retail for the past 20 years. And I always had, you know, just this passion for fashion and helping others in terms of style. And I, you know, I kind of worked my way up if we want to, you know, quote unquote, the corporate ladder, pretty young, to be honest, at 25 years old, I was running a $10 10 million dollar store and I don't know how. Like I don't know how I actually got to that place at that time, but oh, they wow. thought I did. <laughs> was
0: this was this Abercrombie Fitch by the way? I just watched that yeah. documentary like last so, week.
1: Well, um <laughs> it was not, but man, I should have I should have gone that route because they <laughs> just made a comeback even after the oh that was aired. So I was, yeah, I was young when I was in college, you know, I, I did the internship thing, I worked at Victoria's Secret at the college mall, and I just kind of like grew this affinity to, to help others, but in, in terms of, you know, what they're wearing and how they're feeling. So then I developed, you know, as I, as I continued on, um, you know, I worked at Coach Handbags for, for several years. I'm also that weird retailer that stays at places really long times. Like most people are there for a year or two. I'm not a job hopper. So I was a coach for nearly nine years. I've been at Rag and Bone for almost eight. And um, so in helping others in terms of clients, that kind of grew into this leadership role. I really loved coaching and developing teams. And uh, so, over the years, I, I just did everything I possibly could to learn about people, to ask the right questions. Um, a lot of growing pains in there as well. Uh, but I found this love for leadership and leading teams. Then, let's see, I uh, I did teach an exercise class. So talking about side hustle, my mom has always laughed at me because I have had three or four jobs since I was fifteen. I don't I don't know what that is. Uh, maybe that's something with what we do, what we do. Uh,
0: <laughs> Always so an entrepreneur, just didn't know you were an entrepreneur.
1: Yes. so that's a whole nother story, maybe for a different day. So while I was in retail management, running stores, I decided that why not uh, train for uh, Bar Method is the company that I was teaching classes. So. Then I learned while doing that, you know, at six and 7am, then going to my full-time job or my real job during the day, I loved helping people get fit. And so that love for people, uh, I I still go by the motto, people work for people. I don't care if you're, uh, you know, a nutrition coach, a trainer, or leading a team uh, at an office job. I do feel like people work for people. And uh, I learned that in teaching a group of, it was mostly women that I made an impact in a different way. And I made an impact on their health and how they felt outside of style, but internally making them healthier people. So that really is what started this kind of fitness journey. So through that, I continue to have and still do have multiple jobs. I uh, I did a bikini, um, a bikini competition. I, I decided to go through a prep because why not throw one more thing in there? Group class, full-time job, crap when, you know, you have no calories and are tired all of the time. And, you
0: know,
1: (laughs) like why not, you know, just throw one thing, one action. Yeah. Just add a bunch of
0: stress onto your already stressful, multiple jobs and everything else. Let's just go into a cut. Forget about it.
1: (laughs) I also can didn't have a coach. I didn't know that the world of coaching existed then. So I did it myself. It was a nightmare. Anyway, (laughs) so that's where this like love for, you know, the fitness world, started to kind of like seep into my my heart and soul. I'm like, wow, this is great. Well, what I did was I ended up leaving uh, my full-time job and I ran the Bar Method Studio. So I ran a fitness studio. They were new to the area in Chicago and I helped grow this community. So I was like, wait a minute, this is where the connection is. If I can do this in retail it's all about building relationships, right? So then I come in, chatty Kathy, obviously here I am continuing to speak. I did that with the women at Bar Method. So I was there, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes before class, getting to know everybody. And then that made the class that much better because you you have that personal connection. And then it became this whole community of, you know, empowered women and so on and so forth. So I did that for one year. Now, remember I said, like, I'm the one who stays places for a really long time. And it just wasn't what I was supposed to do full time at the moment. I actually, although I'm talking about being around women and all of this, that was only at 6am and 5pm. During the day, I was alone. <laughs> and I am extroverted.
0: What I, I <laughs> was not me. working for you?
1: No, nope, nope. The introvert thing during the day doesn't work. I miss being around a team of people. I do believe that also networks are so important um, and they always treat people with kindness. You never know when it's going to come back full circle. And so when Rag & Bone opened, uh, the president, of coach at the time, had come over as the CEO. And so, you know, one thing led to another. I was at a coffee that turned into an interview. I thought I was networking. And then I ended up going back into retail.
0: That doesn't surprise me at yeah. all. <laughs> from, from everything I, I know about you and that we've been chatting yeah. about on and off air, like that sounds exactly how that happens with you. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's what happened. And then I ended up having a different job um, back into fashion and with a team. And, and I have to say, you know, the past eight years have been amazing. So I just couldn't get away from training. And so I, I did end up. Uh, I was talked into this time doing a second prep, still in bikini, and I hired a coach this time, who was a, a mentor of mine. So Brian McCabe with Body Sculpt Fitness, uh, he's local in Chicago, has been pivotal in in my mindset um, in terms of drive, understanding how to strength train. I didn't know. I, I was the group class, girl. like I didn't know that there was this whole other world. Of how to build lean tissue and diet appropriately. And I mean, a cut's a cut, but that's what we did. And so I, I met him um, through a friend of a friend, and he was like, Oh, we can have you ready in 10, 12 weeks. And I was like, No way. Because remember, the first cut I did on my own
0: and that right. so didn't always, go well. Yeah, did no, not go well.
1: <laughs> not really. I mean, you know, it was many years ago. So I learned this whole other world. And so I'm sure this is of no surprise, but when I'm passionate about something, I just fully immerse myself into it. And then I approached him about the nutrition part and I was like, wow, I just didn't know that, you know, eating 1200 calories a day or dieting down to 900, like that's not how you do it. And that, and that's, that's not healthy. And, you know, within 10 weeks, he has me, you know, dropping 10, 12 pounds, eating more. I think, I I think through that whole prep, I was actually eating more than I had come in at And so that
0: was yeah, that's crazy.
1: Well, it's crazy and it's unfortunately what we see a lot, right, in this world of, of coaching and nutrition. It's that it's the diet culture of of just not understanding what your body really needs. So I was like, Hey, you know, what about this whole nutrition thing? Like, where do I go? What do I do? And he's like, I'm gonna take you under my wing. I'm like, Great, I'll I'll take a mentor. And so we started working closely together. He taught me the basics of nutrition and and supplements a little bit, you know, for, for what makes sense. And that was six years ago. So I, I just started taking on clients one by one, but I never marketed myself. I was too afraid. I, every time I would get to 10 clients, like the 11th, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I hope somebody drops out. I hope somebody drops out. Like I can't, I cannot take more than 10 clients. And so it got to a point where I think I was at, you know, hovering around 20. Again, nothing solicited. This is just referrals, people from the gym, friends of friends. I was at Bar Method for a long time. So I built this, this community of, of women. And, you know, people were like, oh, I heard you were doing this. It was all word of mouth. And so as I started seeing the success in women and the nutrition and guiding them through, through training, uh, I did some in-person training too. I do now as well. I have like three clients, but anyway, <laughs> um, I, that's all I can tell. Right <laughs> I um,
0: say, wait, wait. So now you're also training in person. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You, you, but you have this to have like a, five jobs.
1: <laughs> I told you since I was 15, I've had like, three <laughs> jobs. I don't, what's wrong with me? Can't help it. So I, um, yeah, so that's where the nutrition thing came about. Now, two years ago to to get Scooby Prop involved here, I started working uh, my own personal nutrition with Jason Theobald. Mo- I don't even remember, but maybe like three, four, I don't know, with COVID, maybe it was four years ago. I went to a seminar with uh, Jason Theobald and John Foreman. And I was like, oh my gosh, these guys have so much knowledge. Like I've got to continue learning. So I would follow them, you know, on on Instagram, Facebook. and uh, And then Jason started doing classes. And so I'm like, I'm just gonna hop into this, really for for my own personal knowledge because I wanted to learn more about hormones that I did I didn't really fully understand. I knew I understood that they played a a part in physique goals, but I didn't fully understand the ins and outs. And so I took a class of his, and this is how it happens, right? So this is four years ago, and then you know three years ago, and then all of a sudden he's my coach, and I've had the best off season results. And so, uh, you know, just, we built this friendship and I approached him accidentally. We were organically talking like, you know, this, I really, I'm just so passionate about this, about coaching and helping others. And you are a huge inspiration. And, you know, maybe this summer I'm going to do your mentor program. And he's like, well, you know, you can come on board to be propped. Like, all, you know, I'll I'll help you out. And and this is the whole gig. whatnot. I was like, sign, seal, deliver, it. done. And then I was like, what did I just sign up for? Oh my gosh, now I'm committed <laughs> to having more than 10 clients. Although that is my goal and what I want to do. Holy shit, this is real. So that's where I'm at, Cam. Hopefully yeah, it sound, I sounds answered like, one of
0: Yeah, no, you're, you're good. Sounds like you're, you're definitely the classic, you know, jump out of the plane. Hopefully you have a parachute on the way down. <laughs> just trying to figure it out. Yep. I'm going to go do- with it. I want to go back to what you said though, you know, people work for other people, not for brands. Because of your background and, and being in retail, how how were you able to do that? Because I think the corporate entity everyone has in mind is that's not the case. You just maybe if you work in corporate, you have a manager and then the manager probably gets crapped on from above, and then the manager's then crapping on you, and then you're there. Like, where did your mentality of people work for people, not for brands come into play? And and how does it was that developed?
1: I have been so blessed to have leaders ahead of me also as as mentors that have taught me what i want to be and then you know a few things of, of who i d- didn't want to be so i will tell you in my early 20s like like i said running a 10 million dollar store at the age of 25 like that was a lot of responsibility for a 25 year old um i don't care what your lifestyle is or isn't like that was a lot of responsibility and you know, I, I look back to that. I didn't know who I was as a leader. How could I, I didn't have experience. And, uh, it, but through the years, like I just kind of picked up on the things that, that really worked and it's a, it's constant, right? Like this is, I'm still learning things about myself. I hired a career coach earlier this year, and it wasn't to just flip careers. It was to, to also understand, you know, where a potential lack of confidence is. I'm so confident in leading people at work, but then I'm not in in other realms and and finding the parallels and understanding like why that is. So I've had some some really strong leaders uh, still where I'm at today that have helped pave the path to what I do. And then the piece about people work for people. So I learned this probably at the age of 25. And when I left, uh, and went into fitness full time, people thought it was crazy. And I, at the time, unfortunately had somebody that, you know, there was like this mass exodus out of, you know, the company I was at and all this and that. And she just didn't, didn't have that same philosophy that people work for people, but now we're still close and she does. And so I think, you know, we all go through these, these growth periods and, you know, learning curves or whatever you want to call it to get to where we're at. And so I'm saying all of this because now where I sit in my position, overseeing, you know, multiple store managers and teams, uh, you know, I have about 100 people uh, that that I work with or work for, and I wanted to change what that mentality looked like. And so I always talk about a mission that I have that's bigger bigger than just showing up to work every day. Like I just won't ever be that person. I don't think that's a surprise either. I'm going to show up with passion. I'm going to show up with grit and we're going to get the job done together. And so now where I, I am being in a corporate role, I still have weekly touch bases with all my store managers. I know every single person by name. I, I still use the things that I learned um, early on in my career on how to connect with people. With It doesn't matter. I don't care if you're part-time stock person, uh, or the million dollar seller for the company, like regardless, I'm going to treat you the same. And I think that also has a parallel to coaching, not the question you asked, but I'll go there because it's no different than the relationships we build with our clients. You have to have that one-on-one communication. You have to have at least a minimum of, of one weekly touch base, um, you know, where you're getting updates and you're sending feedback back and, and all of those things and so i i do feel blessed that I've had the mentors and leaders that have paved the way uh to where I am today because uh, of the leadership skill set that I have that continues to grow you know through the challenging times I think we all grow and and covid really taught me this this mentality of of empathy plus accountability so uh, you know i i think back in you know years ago leadership didn't look the same as it did. And maybe it didn't even look the same as it did five years ago. But coming out of a very delicate time in, in the world, uh, you know, you ha- you have to pivot, and And I think that that's the same for coaching. There's empathy, right? Like we've got to build and connect and, and build the trust in other people. But then we're also the accountability partner. And so it is kind of wild, you know, fashion into nutrition and training. But I think because they're both such a people-related Business, it, it it kind of is. It's not too far.
0: what is it? What does a day look like for you? Because you're mentioning all these crazy things that you just love to do, and you always have amazing energy. Like, and you could just maybe like camera off, and you're just like, right? like <laughs> no, damn it never turns off. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I was sort of like. Does it ever turn off? Like, it, do are people just around you and like, are you, are, do you ever switch off? Or you're just like, no. <laughs> They're
1: all they people are always like, I don't know why how you have so much energy. Okay, so. I'm going to tell you about my day yesterday because it was one of the crazier ones, but it, this is semi-typical, just the ending is it. But anyway, all right. So I do make a point. I usually get up at 4.30 or 5.00, 5.00 AM sleeping in, but you know, anyway, so 4.30 or 5.00, I have a whole morning routine. I have to be grounded, you know, so say a little prayer in the morning. I do my journaling and, and I prepare my mind for the day. I did not always do that. Now I can't go a day without it because to your point about mindset, like you really, I, I coach people on this all day about mindset. You really have to be in the right place and your thoughts lead to the results. So if my thought starts in a chaos uh, or negative place, then what's the end result going to be? It's not great. So, all right. So that's morning routine. Gigi, the dog gets her walk for, you know, it depends if it's fast or not 30 minutes. I get my training session in in the morning. If I don't do it in the morning, it doesn't happen. So if I'm not training by 7 a.m., I'm not working out that day. On a crazy day, I will take one training client. So I train for an hour, train a client for an hour, or vice versa. Then I start my, my whole full-time job. So I like to be like up and running, numbers out, uh, reading reports by 9 a.m., And then that kind of runs through with one-on-one touch bases, you know, maybe HR related things, interviews, just whatever could be happening in a retail store. Uh, You know, if I'm in a back room, I might be processing shipping, shipment. you know, helping people out. So that goes to like five or six. Then (laughs) yesterday, if my brother's listening, you're welcome. I watched my niece until 1030. That was one hour past my bedtime. Uh, that, that was an extreme situation. Usually I'd be in bed by 9 p.m. So it's like, it's like a 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. And I'm out for coaching. I, all of my program updates are on Friday mornings and Saturdays. So I I am still utilizing weekends to, to get all programs updated.
0: And so does that include like check-ins and everything else too? Do you do all that? Or is that a different day?
1: I do all of that on Fridays and Saturdays. Gotcha. Um, for for new clients, though, I will take them throughout the week, usually in the evenings.
0: I mean, it's very interesting that you basically, even if you slept until five, you know, stretching it there, <laughs> you have four hours of just like constant go, and then you yeah. like start your real job, which yeah shows you know what's possible, like when you actually are probably committed granted most people probably like don't have whatever drives you like energy if you're just ready to go all the time like most people probably don't have that but still like what you're willing to do and what you want to do are two different things right like you're willing to do all these things because you want to do all these things right most people just say they want to do these things they want to have a morning routine they want to work out they want to do these other things but then they just don't right they just keep doing what they've always yeah. been doing
1: and i think that that goes along with well, it does go along with mindset. I didn't always have this like super structured morning routine. But once I did, I can't go without it. You know, there's like, if there's like a step missing, I mean, I can't be super rigid because I do travel quite a bit for work as well. So like if I'm in a different city, maybe it looks a little different. But, you know, just getting uh, getting to this like grounded place doesn't just help me for the morning. But it helps if I have one of those chaotic moments during the day, I I have techniques to kind of get me back to that grounded place that started from 5 a.m.
0: Yeah, that was actually what I was going to ask about. So that that's perfect segue there. Just I, Honestly, I might just put up like little sticky notes and just let, let you go because <laughs> you're just doing this on your own. So way to go. Um, <laughs> working off that though, because you also mentioned something else and you've talked about mindset now a couple of times. And so you mentioned if you don't start working out, you know by 7am you're not getting that workout done for the day. Someone that's especially coaches listening to this probably aren't there yet, right? It's either we know we should work out and then we're stressed out the whole day because we keep going to emails instead of working out or we just have have completely abandoned working out, right? We're like, "Hey, we can get one a week, we're good." What yeah. what's the mentality around like if I'm not doing it by 7, I'm not doing it. Is that just to hold yourself accountable or is that just because you're like, "Well, I know what I need to do, but I'm not going to stress out if I can't get to it by then.
1: Okay. So it's an accountability measure. I I usually only train four times a week. Maybe that seems like a lot. Four, five, if it's like, I don't know, maybe I'm in a cut phase or whatever we're getting after, but there's a few things. So I know I joked about, I'm always on like energy high, I am pretty wiped by the end of the day. So if I get to like get through everything, you know, I don't have that training session in the morning and then it's five, six o'clock, a lot of my energy does go towards other people for the day. So that energy is like, it's almost like sucked out of you and put into other people. Not not a bad thing because I, I love doing it and I love helping people. I just know myself, it's not happening. I won't have... I won't have that true energy that I need to get a, a, a good training session in. So at that point, I feel like it's it's not worth it. Uh, so that's kind of my mentality around uh, why and also knowing myself. I do feel that it is important. I probably should have started with this. And this would be to other coaches, leaders. If you don't support yourself, you can't support other people. And that's what we do as coaches. We're like I just said, constantly giving, giving, giving. But if you're not supporting yourself first, then at some point you're gonna burn out, uh, and you you can't you you won't be able to help other people. And that you know that was a pretty big mindset shift of mine earlier this year because I was I was starting to burn out because I'm just so passionate and you know love all of these things, but I'm like I I'm just chaotic in my brain and I couldn't put it all together. I never stopped working out. I always made time for that but I also think that that helps to fuel my energy and knowing that along with my morning routine it's just one of those non-negotiables I don't I don't want to give up
0: that's so true and especially you know if any coaches are listening it's so funny cuz you know people always make the joke that coaches you know are usually probably the most broken of people because they either like didn't have someone to show them the way and they want to make sure they replace that or they had somebody show them the way now they want to give back, right? But they they were missing something and they figured it out and now they want to help others, right? And so you're, you're right. I always like the bucket analogy where it's like, you know, if you have a bucket and you fill the bucket up and you fill so much of it up with joy, right? It pours over. But if your bucket has yeah. holes in it and you're just constantly pouring in and it's just draining out, that's not good. And you're, you're yeah. so right that you've got to take care of yourself if you want to take care of other people. And it's cliche, right? We've, I've heard a thousand different ways, right? Put on your own mask for you, put on another mask, yeah. whatever way you want to say it, but it is true. And I think it goes back to, if you have those anchors that you're mentioning, I know when I don't yeah. do my morning routine, I feel a different way because yeah. meditation, morning routines, flow, any of those things, they're all woo woo yeah. until you do them, right? It's one of those things, even right. breath work, like you tell people like, you need to breathe a certain way. They're, they're rolling their eyes and they're like, are you talking about dude? Like, go join a cult. Like, get out of here.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, that that's so funny because at one point, I don't even I don't know what stress I was experiencing. Uh, but working with Jason Theobold, I was going through a pretty stressful time and he helped me with breath work. And he was like, Listen, you know, it's like box breathing, right? Like, take 20 minutes in a dark, in a dark room, cooler dark room, four count in, hold four count, yada, yada. I passed out the first time I did it, and i I'm "No, like, you
0: didn't." Oh
1: I, <laughs> I was asleep in like eight minutes. I'm like, "Well, I didn't even get to 20 minutes because I was sleeping the rest, <laughs> the rest of my time." <laughs> but you know, the, those those techniques do work. And to your point, I think people like the idea of a lot of what coaches say, but it's no different than saying, you know, I want to lose 10 pounds, but not follow a meal program. Uh, And that stuff is hard building those lifestyle habits are it's, it's challenging. uh, But once you do, it's hard to get away from it. Um, Similar to, you know, back to the nutrition stuff of my second prep, my third prep, actually my second prep with a coach that I went through, I understood that fuel, food is fuel. And I never had that, that moment, like I never realized that before, but there's a reason that we eat food and it's not just for our enjoyment like we've created in, in our culture. Although food tastes great, uh, food's fuel. And I learned that during my second prep because my calories got so low that I didn't care what I was eating in three hours. Like it didn't matter. I was just glad to have like the morsels that I was eating and that stuck with me. And I've always looked at eating just a little bit differently and understanding macros a little differently than I had before. I just I I knew calories in, calories out. I didn't really understand anything beyond that.
0: So you mentioned Jason, and I would like to to kind of dive into a little bit about your experience now working with Scooby Prep because not for nothing, it sounds like you've always been open to having either a mentor or that whole relationship of having, you know, a coach that has a coach, right? Yep. And so is that just something that you've always like been like yeah like anyone who's above me I'm happy to learn from? Is that just kind of always been your mentality because you mentioned back to leadership that yeah. you always had people above you that were willing to share. So was that something you just transferred over and willing to learn from because a lot of people get weirded out and they're like worried it's going to be a scam, they're going to spend all this money yeah. and get a bunch of modules. So like has that been something that you've always been willing to like, you know, dive I into and learn from?
1: Willing? Yeah. I've always been willing to have, uh, you know, somebody that's been in it a little bit longer or knows more about something because that's truly how I've been successful in the fashion world too. And in my leadership roles, it kind of organically happened. Here's the other thing too. I really do wholeheartedly believe everything happens for a reason and in the timing that it's supposed to. And so, you know, uh, learning about, I have a story about Jason in a second too about how everything happens for a reason. Kind of <laughs> I can't wait. So so <laughs> I don't get excited. So um, yeah, always been open to a mentor, but I knew that if coaching was going to be full-time for me, I actually, I, I, had, uh, I had told him like, I'm ready to do this like full-time. I want to pay for your mentorship program so that I would do it on my own. Um, and then when we talked about having this partnership, I was like, what better person to have because he has the knowledge. If I get stuck, he's so like, he will pick up the phone, email, like he'll go over blood work with me, GI maps, like, anything. I mean, detailed information. And I, I can't speak for all mentors and, you know, coaches, coaches out there, but he is that person. And um, he, you know, he's really thoughtful about the people that he takes uh, on his team. Uh, he likes to work with you know previous clients or people he's built a relationship with it's you know not just anyone and so that that made me feel valued in a sense because we had built this rapport over the past few years as he was my coach and so i knew that working with jason that i was i was going to gain knowledge and for me that feels comfortable so the confidence piece right like i'm talking about a career that i know for 20 years in fashion and leadership and then pivoting, although a lot of parallels, it's still scary. And the confidence that I have leading teams of people and sales and leading other leaders um, hasn't fully translated yet. I'm still building that. And so as much as I can take in from a mentor right now, feels comfortable and, and just gives me that boost of confidence. So this story, so I uh, I go to this conference a few years ago. Jason Theobald's there, and uh, I'm very close with my family. So, uh, you know, I'm talking to my brother, I'm like, oh yeah, the, you know, he doesn't know anything about nutrition. I like guide his nutrition. And he doesn't follow it. So, you know, sometimes it's hard working with family. Uh, so, like, I'm like, oh yeah, these guys, you know, John Gorman, Cliff Wilson, Jason Theobald. And he's like, Jason Theobald, and I was like, yeah, Jason Theobald, and he's like, Jane. <laughs> he's like. I designed their first website. So his ex-wife Stephanie and my brother were in a program together like their first few years out of college. They own the company New Ethics, but prior to that it was Natty Nutrition. So my brother John designed Natty Nutrition website. Like he's still in IT and all of that. And I was like, (laughs) my mind is blown. This is hilarious. And he's like, Did you tell Jason like, you know, like you're my sister? And I was like, no, like I didn't know. That's like not the conversation. (laughs) That's weird. But Anyway, full circle. So people are put into your life for a reason. Uh, you may not know it at, at that specific time, but apparently our history went back way further than I even knew.
0: That's awesome. And I do want to plug plug what they do. Uh, Jason not only has Scooby Prep, new ethics uh, for supplementation. If you're a coach, definitely try and partner with them. I know they only take on certain partners and, and make sure they hold up to a certain criteria. They're not your standard affiliate influencer marketing uh scheme there. Um, So definitely check that out as well as I want to highlight something that I think that you touched on a little bit. And it's that, you know, the word mentor is thrown around so much and it's definitely been overused because now with the wonders of social media also come the negatives and they see someone have a million followers and maybe they're a nutrition coach. They don't know a lot about like the business back end or anything. And they're like, oh yeah, like I need to learn from this guy. They have a million followers. They have X number of clients and it looks like they're crushing it. I'm going to pay them five, 20,000, 100,000, whatever it is, right? The word mentor to me meant like someone had years of experience. They're then gifting that thing to you, whether it's paid or not. Usually it's like what you're currently doing, which is an apprenticeship. You're working under them or you're working with them to help probably promote their business as well as learn your own skills in trade to build your own business. Because my Absolutely. favorite quote over and over again is from Ted Lasso, and they're sitting in a meeting. And they're talking about, you know, leaving this company and the gentleman says a good mentor knows that you'll leave a great mentor wants you to leave, to go and build your own thing. And so has that been your experience? Like working with now Jason uh, uh, under, under that Scooby prep umbrella, but also being able to build your own thing.
1: Absolutely. Jason. So I, I think we have eight coaches right now. Jason could have a hundred coaches. I mean, he has, he has the knowledge. Um, the personality. I, he he could have, he could have hundred coaches if he wanted, but he doesn't do that because he wants to make sure that he teaches us everything we need to know. So you know we do have we have multiple meetings together um, to talk through topics like you're gonna laugh, but to talk through topics like reels, but then also like <laughs> more more important nutrition topics and find like, what's, you know, what's happening now in nutrition, or how do I deal with SIBO or whatever it may be. But yeah, I, I think Jason really, so Jason has a separate mentorship program that's outside of Scooby Prop Coaches. And, you know, he does take on, um, but only X amount of people per quarter, because I think it's, a I think it's a 12 week program, where he dives deep into each topic. Um, but through that mentorship program, you're you have access to him, unlimited questions, Uh, I'm telling you, like, if I email Jason, I'm not going to test it. But like, if I email Jason, he's probably going to email me back in three minutes, like he's he's on it. And so in in my mind, you know, it really doesn't matter how many followers you have, or what you know, big personality you have, because if you're not going to gain the knowledge or have that true one on one relationship with somebody, it's, it's not worth it. So Jason lets each of us build our own business on the side. You know, obviously, all of our clients fall under Scooby Prep, and you know, the payment and the process and all of that looks the same. But he doesn't mandate what I post on social media or my welcome email. Like I get to create all of that. So, prior to Scooby Prep, I uh, I defined myself as trained like Jane. Rhymes, you know. Um, so, I'd listen,
0: I love I love when things rhyme like that, especially three words or less. Like if you can do that, you're balling. So you're good.
1: Okay, good. That um, don't judge me because I thought it was catchy. So I was, I, I was going to brand myself as train like Jane. And then I just never really did. And then Scooby Prep came along. And so, but Jason's totally cool with that. Like I'm still train like Jane. I still have train like Jane logo, uh, you know, train like Jane times Scooby Prep, whatever you want to do. He's totally on board with that. You know, obviously we've got you, a few things in a contract, but besides that, I get to be an entrepreneur. I get to to decide what my hours are, thank God, and do whatever I need to do. But he's there to be that mentor, to ask questions, and to guide his coaches to success.
0: Which I, I guess I probably need to say, they have not sponsored this podcast, <laughs> and Jason Thiebaud has technically nothing to do with this podcast, so we are not plugging him for any specific reasons, uh, <laughs> unless Jane has been solicited by other people, and I don't know. Uh, just to let you guys know, this is definitely a not sponsored. It'd be funny though. If I reach out to them and like get them like new ethics to sponsor this podcast or something now, though. <laughs> yes,
1: uh, that's hilarious.
0: Yeah.
1: No, um, that is me speaking from the heart.
0: <laughs> but you're, you're 100% right. I, I think it's invaluable, especially in today's market, because everyone's trying to go take a week insert. They're trying to differentiate themselves. And man, when you just go online and try to do that, good luck. Good luck now. Five years ago, you, you had a shot. If if you could get some steam, maybe get a couple case studies, you could probably blow up pretty quick and get thirty clients easily, right? You can't do that now. It's, it's I'm telling
1: impossible. you, if you you could do that, I I, I mean, I have a certification. I Don't need to name names or what or what or what programs I've been through, right? Yeah. It's just there. Everyone has an individual situation. We know that as coaches, it's one on one. If you don't understand truly how hormones impact the body and, and how nutrition impacts that or what supplementation impacts that gut health, I mean, there's just, we know so much more now that there is no way I would learn it in a weekend. There's just, there's just no way, you know, even as I start to to gain traction with, with adding clients in, I'm getting, you know, these first new cases of Hashimoto's or different thyroid dysfunction, I there's no way I would have retained it. There's just no way. I mean, maybe there's somebody out there who can, but usually that like isn't even part of just a generic cert.
0: Yeah, absolutely not. Usually like it's for the most part, it's maybe a one day or like, you know, a series of modules which may take you through, I don't know, a weekend, right? Like I remember PN level one, like four years ago. Like that's what was it? I actually like stopped reading the book and just took the quizzes. Like, this is stupid. (laughs) Like This is like high school biology. I'm not even sure how you guys got this approved, but whatever. I I don't want to deter new coaches though, because it does. Like when you mentioned hormones, Hashimoto's thyroid issues, like it's like, oh my God, gut issues. Like, yeah, I get people have gut issues. Now I got to learn that. But to the point of this is a craft. And again, five years ago, you could compete with macros. Didn't matter. You could have, you could say you did macros and that's fine. Mm But now if you're new into this space, you're going to becoming not only price competitive because you're new, you're going to have people most likely the first ones to jump into your stuff, are going to be people from either other programs or have experienced yeah. other things, especially if you're trying to do front-end offers like challenges or contests or things like that. And so you've either got to be super gimmicky, which isn't fun, and nobody likes to be the sham wow guy, or you've got to know your shit, you know, and you've got to be willing to go through and explore what it yeah. is to actually work with people and sit in the trenches for a few, uh, yeah. which sounds like sort of like with your journey, because you've done this several times, right? This isn't just yeah. like you talk to Jason once and he's like, yeah, just go read this book and you'll be fine and jump in. Right. You've, you've kind of built this up over time yeah. and now working with him are able to like excel. Is that yeah. right? Like that's kind of Absolutely. how this went.
1: So I started like the nutrition uh, journey about six years ago. Like I said, you know, every time I get to 10 clients, I freak out, but uh, it didn't mean that I didn't constantly have 10 clients or 10 new clients. I mean, that was just what I was doing. And and that felt comfortable at the time. But I I think back to like where I'm now like, okay, I want to make this my full-time gig. Like I really want to help more people in nutrition and training and and their health journey and long-term results and all the things. But yeah, I've been working on it for six years. It doesn't feel like that. And then Jason and I just met a few years back, uh, but yeah, it, it's what I am learning, Cam, is that like anything else, you have to put the time and energy into it. And I think what happens sometimes, again, not to knock a weekend cert, but what happens in some of those programs, it's it's people right out of college, or you know, maybe they're eighteen. I don't know, but they're like, I want to be a nutrition coach. But what does that mean? You know, like with without experience. I don't know what I would do without the past six years of experience. So I can only imagine where I'll go, you know, in in another 14 years or 20 years or whatever it may be. Uh, But I do think that the experience and dealing with these types of issues and then staying up to date on your knowledge, because if you're still doing what bodybuilders did, even 10 years ago, you're not going to be successful because that's horribly unhealthy. And it's also just not the most efficient way to get results anymore. So working back to the mentorship, like that is why mentoring is so important to me or having a mentor by my side. I actually just posted Jason up uh, on my feed today saying like learning from the best because I, I feel that way um, and he's not going to guide me in the wrong way. And here's the thing. My confidence. I was so nervous going into coaching because of, of confidence. There's always going to be something new. There's always going to be you know something that we've got to got to work through together. Uh, but that's what makes you a better coach. And I think coaches should not be afraid to have a coach. Also back to my my working out in the morning, like check-ins on Tuesday mornings definitely will be accountable. So <laughs> having a coach for that reason who happens to be a mentor is great because now we have multiple touch points throughout the week.
0: When it comes to like actually training people, right? I, I want to go to this because I knew that's not like your your main thing or even your side thing. It's like the side thing of the side yeah, thing. And like just, side it, side it, side. It, yeah, it's, it's good just because you kind of like it. You know, I think that's like a segue that people take. They like go in the gym and they kind of like working out. And they're like, oh, like that guy over there's personal training. He's making like a hundred bucks an hour. Like, that's cool. Like, maybe I could do that. And everyone thinks that that's a great step and not knocking that. And yet, like, go do it until you you have a 5 a.m. session and the person shows up late. And then you go into 6 a.m. session and the person's grumpy as heck. And you're just like, this is terrible. I'm just sitting here counting this dude's reps and he does not want to be here. And he's just griping about his wife and like this is so awkward right and then your 7 a.m cancels and you don't get paid when they cancel and you're sitting there like okay so I made like right. and a buck have f- a
1: big gap in the middle of the day and then you're not back till three and then you work till nine
0: yeah everybody wants to be personal trainer until they think about the actual hours you work and that yeah. you just literally work all the time but is that just something that you like you've always just loved doing because you're saying like you have six jobs, but Hey, like, by the way, I actually do sometimes still like train somebody just to do it because I can and and want to. Okay.
1: So I'm going to be really honest with you now, at this point, I can kind of pick my clients because I just, I don't have all of the hours in the day to train anybody, but because it is a passion, I am very fortunate to have a few very loyal clients that I've been working with over the past few years. It has never been my passion to be a full-time trainer. I love the aspect of it. It's actually very social for me, too. No surprise. You know, so it's, you, these clients become your good friends. And, uh, you know, I kind of just put it in tandem with that. I get a training session and then I train them or or the opposite. So it, it does work for me and my schedule. But I also know I have a mission to reach a million people in this kind of coaching career. Not one-on-one clients, but I just have, I want to get this like inner light that, that I have out in the world and, and knowledge because I know that it's helpful to people who who've lost hope in a sense because I was that person. And so I know going the online route um, or speaking engagements or whatever it may be that I will make an impact on even more people versus one-on-one training.
0: What do you do in your darkest moments? Because we all have them, right? Even though you're saying you're up here on energy, yeah. I, I would have to, I'd have to imagine at least once you've you've had a dark moment. What do you- so my
1: my darkest moments do become a bit introverted. Um, I will tell you, I feel like I I'm able to get through uh, those kind of dark periods better now in my life than than probably previous. And I think a lot of that comes down to uh, the morning routine. The the nutrition, the training, and not losing uh, losing sight of that. So I will tell you, uh, late last year, maybe earlier into this year, um, I, I just had a pretty big moment happen in my life. And I remember reaching out to Jason and just saying, listen, like, I'm going through a really tough time. Like, I think I got to pause on coaching, like, with him. And he was like, no, 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 Jane, don't give up. Like, don't, not right now. And it's not that, like, I'd fall off the deep end, but he... He was kind of that sounding board of like, control the controllables right now. So in your darkest moments, I would give this advice to anybody. And, and I preach it sometimes, you know, through social media that there are a few things that you can still control. You can control your mindset. You know, something that I talk about a lot is what I get to do versus what I have to do every day. Uh, that was a mindset switch this year when I was going through some stuff. And I, I feel like, you know, although maybe I, I just said it was, like I kind of had these introverted moments. I do, like, I think everyone has those moments where you just need to be alone, right? And like, you you don't need to beat yourself up, but it's okay to, to get through it, have that moment, but then get to the place where you can get onto the other side of that. I do feel very fortunate that I have a major support system, whether it's Jason telling me to, you know, don't don't give up on your nutrition because that's gonna actually get you through this that's going to help you, you know, a few training sessions a week, or even just a few walks with the dog, like that's going to get you through some of these tougher moments, because it's something that you can still hold on to, and control. And then we know, once you go off the deep end, eating Oreos and pizza, and all of the ice cream and things, that does not help anything (laughs) internally. Um, and, And it can make those dark moments worse. So I would, I would tell that to anybody, you know, just the, even if it's one thing, that you can control or one thing that you get to you know wake up to the morning and say I get to walk the dog today right because i could easily be like i have to walk my dog like i don't have time i'm running late i'm doing that but no i get to and i i got to adopt her ten, you know 10 years ago 7 i just aged her through uh <laughs> 7 years ago but you know i just think that there's so much back to that mindset we all will have darkness it's inevitable but i think it's how you work through the dark periods that get you back to the light. I also preach that where there's dark, there's light. And I think, Cam, that's something like in when I get grounded, um, you know, that's that inner voice that I have to calm down the like the darker inner voices. And then that positive one comes through because no matter how bad something is, it will be better on the other side. And and maybe that's just my belief, but that's how I, I get through those moments. Um, but it doesn't mean that I might need like some time to myself. So if I go offline for two hours, <laughs> it's usually not weeks, um, but I might need a few days.
0: I think you're on to something though, when when you speak to you have to go through the darkness. I think that's a lot of things people are afraid of because they don't know what's there. And I, people that have meditated, they they kind of understand that experience, at least like deep meditation. If you just did like a breathing app, maybe not, right? Yeah. I heard somebody else the other day say like past eight minutes, you can sometimes get there. But if you've done something shorter, you can't. Uh, if you've done, you know, what's considered plant medicine now, I'm sure you've probably went there and and experienced something else, but it's, it's very interesting to actually confront what's in that deep, dark place. So is that something that you try, if you find yourself going there that you just know to to actually go to that place and figure out what is going on or what's coming up? Is it something from the past? Is it something that I'm future pacing? Um, or is that something that you just know through the, you know, Meditation and, and steps you do through your daily routine, you just kind of mitigate it, and that doesn't happen as much.
1: No, I think it's really important to get to the root of of the issue, regardless of what it is, whether it's small or large. I will say, up until probably this year, I was really bad at it. I'm a people pleaser. I love when people are happy. I I smile because when you smile, fifty percent of people smile back, and you know, it's just I I don't know why I'm that way. Um, I think I always have been, but. There's something about you know positive energy that I like to get out of people, and uh, and so in those dark moments, I do think that that is a great time to pause and think about how I got there, why I got there, and then own it. Right? Like it's okay because we all have these moments, even positive. Polly over here, like you know, there's things are going to happen, and when how do I say it? Like you know, I I think I maybe said it earlier. You you grow through challenges, so you almost have to appreciate those tougher days or moments because again, it's it has to be better on the other side. It will be. Uh, And when you can push through, I mean, honestly, crazy enough, but it's something that going through preps taught me too. You get to some freaking dark places when you go through prep, you're deprived, your hormones are out of whack, you're tired, you're overtrained. Like, I mean, some people are now talking about the dark days of prep, but you have to like push your body through these like crazy periods. And there is, that's mentally too, physically, mentally. And I think bodybuilding kind of taught me that. Like if I can get through some of those dark days, then I can deal with my emotional issues. I'm not, I'm not a therapist by any means. So like, I don't know if I could go all the way back to like the root root cause of, you know, why we do the things we do or how we get to those places. But I think that it is important to pause, let it, you know, let it, be what it is, and then move forward. I, I have always been that way though, about moving forward. I think you have to you have to do that in life. And so far, it's been successful for me. It doesn't mean the darkness doesn't exist. it's sometimes there. Um but i'm I'm better at dealing with it and understanding it's okay. The other thing that i I just learned is that everyone has a trial in life, and it's different. So what I'm going through isn't what you're going through or you know, uh, one of my clients is going through. But I think all of those trials, they help you become who you are. And so I, I honestly have this like, kind of newfound appreciation for what that darkness is. But I always relate darkness to light. I, I mean, that's like that. That's just built in me. I and thank God, like, I I, I just I won't let go of that. Um, because where there's darkness, there is light or there will be again.
0: Absolutely. Uh, it always takes me back to Batman where, you know, the, the, the cliche now, because there's tons of memes everywhere, but it's always darkest before the dawn. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're totally right. It It sucks to go down those rabbit holes and confront the truth. Cause that's what it really is. Right. It's a former self of you or something that you're ashamed of, or that you yeah. don't want to bring to the light. And that's why it's in the deepest, darkest Absolutely. pit.
1: Can I tell you about my Batman story? Because I think you'll appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. For sure. To do with nutrition or motivation or supporting others.
0: Yeah. That's what so, this, this whole thing's about. <laughs> Just random. My
1: my dad's name is Bruce. And I have um, two nieces and a nephew. And when they realized grandpa's name is Bruce, they are all 100% sure he's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> And That's so
0: last amazing. Last
1: night I'm with my niece, who's seven, like they're they kids. Seven, and crazy things these say She um she's talking to her friend who's also seven on FaceTime. This is what they do. And so I was like, Emma, does Mia know about your grandpa? And she was like, What about him?" And I was like, Daddy's Batman. And she was like, Oh, Mia, do you know that my grandpa's Batman? And Mia said, Of course I do. <laughs> Anyway, of course,
0: yeah, like old news.
1: So now lives in Blue Ridge, Georgia. I
0: don't. I love it. You you need to go go buy him a costume, and then that way (laughs) she just one day opens the door and she's like, "Oh
1: my gosh!" I. They will believe it. They're still at the age where they will. So hopefully they're not listening and and hear otherwise.
0: Yeah, hopefully they're not listening to this podcast. Definitely not. Yeah, hopefully (laughs)
1: not. (laughs) I'll be talking to their parents.
0: Yeah. How so, is, how is, you know, entrepreneurship and all that you're doing affected your personal relationships? Cause here's the thing you've just laid out a five to nine and I mean, 5am to 9pm, not a nine to five, a five to nine. Opposite. How has yeah. this affected your relationships? Like I'm thinking significant others. I'm thinking yeah. friends, like, does, like she's a people person, but does she just yeah. like text people all day in between meetings? Like how does she have friends? Cause like, I know it's hard to keep friends. It's okay. hard to keep in touch and let alone family, anybody else
1: it's hard. You have to have dedicated time. So Sundays are my days to not do anything else, you know, and so that's time, you know, to to spend with my husband. Um, I don't do a ton of, I feel like this is not, this is probably not what I should be saying, but I don't do a ton of dinners anymore out with people. Um, Not to say that I don't want to, I just think COVID, we kind of got away from it in my friend group and I need to get back to that because every time that I do go to a social engagement, I'm like, and this is why I do that. Now, I will tell you this because I am around people all day, constantly talking to people. I don't have much left at the end of the day to to give back to like any type of social engagements, except for my loved ones. (laughs) They are important to me. Vacations are also important. I would tell anybody this: you have to take time away. I don't care what your job is; it is so important. Whether I don't care if you go alone, if you go with a loved one, um, but vacations are, are definitely something that I think helps to re-energize and refuel and and really unplug. And so, when we do go on vacations, like I like no phones. You know, Mexico's a favorite. That's like a little bit harder to get in touch with people. Uh, so I think that that part is important to unplug so that you know you keep those people that are really close to you close uh, i have a small group of of friends um i'm that person who has like i have like four friends camp i'm not like i'm not popular so <laughs> i have
0: I don't know how i don't know how because anyone that just talks to you for like 30 seconds like you just feel your energy like it's palpable and like it's know. thrown on to me too and i'm like giddy and i'm like yeah let's go like what do you want to talk about you want to do something else like let's go work out whatever let's go
1: well that too i listen workout buddy totally so my friend, Carissa, I'm going to make her listen to this because she's ditched me ever since she opened up her own salon. It's fine. That's like very social for me too, right? Like I I love having an accountability workout partner. Um, And so anytime that I can get somebody to get to the gym at six or seven, I I love like that's an easy social engagement for me as well. And also that's probably why I still train a few people because there is a social dynamic to that. Remember, I pick my clients. So it's not like, right. Grumpy grandpa coming in. Um, No no more
0: grumpy grumpy grandpa. Grandpa. Never again. (laughs) Speaking speaking of salon, that's a great thing to partner with. Just throwing out there to do a contest with. I'm I'm sure you probably thought about that. You guys should crush that.
1: Absolutely, salon. um, Even group fitness. You know, I I know a few owners of of studios, and we talked about this. I think offline. Um, But I have all these ideas and thoughts to build community and to do challenges and contests. Cam, I just haven't gotten there yet. Give me like another six months and then we can do a
0: podcast on a whole different thing. Absolutely. I'm going to have to throw you into uh, the live Q&A. So uh, what I've not announced publicly and so it'll probably make a little bit more sense by the time this episode comes out. I want to do something different. I don't just want to launch a podcast that's been done a thousand different ways and there's enough out there. I'm not going to have a different angle other than my own opinions to get out there, which is cool for like me, probably my mom. Hi, mom. And you know, like... Whoever I interview, like, that's cool. But what I want to do is build a community around this to add back into what we're talking about. So then bring back guests for Q and A. Hey, you've listened to the episode. Now Jane, you know, two months later is going to come back and she's actually going to update us as well as, you know, answer some questions that you may have, right. And go into, if people do have questions about a Scooby preps, right. They're, they're new, they want to join a team. How do you do that? Right. Like I'm crazy. And you, it sounds like you are too. And the fact of like, I just message people all day on Instagram. I don't care who you are, what you're doing. Like half the time I end up getting like a VA or a bot. If it's, you know, someone like high up and I just make fun and I screenshot it. And I'm like, this is how you don't do customer service. Right. Right. Like I I just message people all day long and just try and connect with them and talk with them. And so like, maybe it lands me talking with Jason Theobald or maybe it doesn't like, I don't, I don't give a crap, but like, I want to bring that into what, what I'm building here and not just with nutrition coaches, but I want to bring a bunch of, um, you know, 30, 40 plus into this group because okay. like, I think a lot of people that are 30 plus feel after right now and they need yeah. help. And in, in a variety of ways, they either don't like the job that they currently do and they don't know the next steps or they're just sitting there like, I, I just need someone to connect with and, and chat with. So
1: I think there's a few things that you just highlighted that i would give in terms of career advice because coming out of covid i do work in retail stores and it hiring has been terrifying i mean just open to hire across it doesn't matter if it's my brand or other brands like it has been awful because everyone wants to work from home but i will tell you uh like i said when i was running the fitness studio those Hours in the middle of the day from 9 a.m. to 4 when I was alone were awful. No, not for everyone. I think that there's ways to do it. And especially with what we do, we're constantly engaged with people. You know, same thing if I'm not in a store and I'm working from home, I still talk to 10 other people a day. But I think, you know, when you're thinking about, oh, I just want to work from home, I think you have to really think about why. Because you should never just make a decision, you know, because it's nine to five, because you'll attest to this too. You just said, I'm working five to nine. Uh, So I think, you know, and that's all doing things that I love to do. And so I think what you have to do is find your purpose and passion and then everything else kind of falls into place. But you're very right. People in their 30s and 40s, like I, I remember being on vacation in Kabul at one point and this woman was mid 40s and she said, you know, you don't really truly find what you love to do until your 40s. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be 38 next month. So that means, you know, I'm on the right path, I think. I I don't know why it stayed with me, but I think it's true. And I think, you know, in your 30s, you're really starting to develop some skills because you had some experience from your 20s and maybe you're figuring out what you like to do. Um, I still didn't fully know. I knew I loved what I was doing, um, but I wasn't fully in the coaching business yet. I'm just making that leap now. And by leap, it's like a tiptoe. <laughs> tiptoe, but but I'm doing it, and so I, I I give that advice. I do get to speak at a few university classes, so I went to Indiana University and majored in internal merchandising. I did actually stay in my lane. I know that doesn't happen a lot, and so I speak to you know people who are 19, 20, 21 a few times a year, and I always like, I want to do what you do and I'm like, well, I don't
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you do.
1: But like I did put a lot of time and energy into that. Um, but people are like it's cool to travel all the time and this and that and I think you've got you've gotta spend that time in what you love to do. So if it is that you go to the gym and you see other people helping people train and, and you're like, I want to be a trainer, go for it. But no matter what you do, I think you just have to really put that that passion uh, of whatever it is internally. Uh, the light I like to say, however that's gonna shine through, you've got to do that. and it doesn't just mean you're sitting behind a computer working nine to five because you will burn out from that
0: do you still love to travel because i know you, you said you have to for work like i feel like traveling's one of those things where like it feels like freedom and then you hit 30 and then you're like i really like my bed <laughs> and uh an, another holiday inn is just not going to cut it
1: i like to travel if it is for my leisurely trips to miami and mexico those are our favorite places to go Travel for work is hard. It's hard on your body. Um, we're talking about the person who still follows macros and a training protocol, right? And a morning routine. You don't have a routine. Uh, there's things that you can implement and do. Um, all right, little secret. I do stay at hotels that have really good gyms. So I probably should- Absolutely.
0: Some- yeah, I, I am oh, on Google I Maps be- checking out the gym before I ever book anything.
1: Yes, of course. The Sofitel in West Hollywood- Oh my gosh, there's like a full <laughs> in LA. That was always my go-to when I was out West, but there's ways to do it. So I don't, I, I it's not, it's not a love of mine. Um, it is great and cool to see new cities one time, but when it's, when it is your full-time job, it does put a pretty big strain on, on your body. And so those stretches where I go with not as much travel do feel a little bit better Uh, again, bodybuilder, I love a routine. Uh, And so taking me out of that, it's taught me how to do that and not be super rigid. uh, But it's, it's, it's challenging. So I don't know that it's a love, but I do appreciate um, what I get to do. So yeah, I could give or take the travel. I think in your 20s, it's great. And then when you actually like grow up and have a life, it feels a little different.
0: I, I think so. Like, don't get me wrong. I love going to events, especially to network, t- to meet other people. Two, three days, I found is pretty good. If I go in on a Thursday and yep. leave on a Sunday, that's probably great. That way, yep. you know, get, get home Sundays early as possible and have some time to like meal prep and get ready. Um, because, you know, even if you are, you know, into health and fitness and, you know, you want to kind of have some meals macro friendly, that way, you know, like, hey, dinner, I can just, you know, eat whatever, wherever we go out and not have to worry about it. Even if you use meal prep service, the last time I spent, we drove into West Virginia, which from where I am is about eight hours. I spent a day and a half prepping out my meals for a week straight. We get to the hotel, the fridge is messed up and they don't have nothing to give me. So I'm just sitting there with a week's worth of food. Just like, yep. okay, now what? I, yep.
1: So. I so story. Food. Yep. I did the same thing, but different. I, um, I, uh, I sometimes use a meal prep service. I don't always, uh, for extended trips I do, because then I know exactly what I'm going to be eating. And, and because I'm on planes, it's, I can't prep everything for that many days. So it was a stent of time where I was going to be in one city and then back in Chicago. And then, you know, a day later into another city. So I had shipped my food, not to my house, but to the location that I was at. And then the next time that it, it was on subscription, it was in houston is where i was. It was in texas the next week i was no longer in houston and my food went
0: oh Jesus. no <laughs> so
1: i'm like no not somebody
0: just got party. a bunch of food and they were so happy
1: <laughs> totally and i was at the store so i was like you guys i was like all of my food's there like what am i going to do yeah so you do have like those like kind of nuances when you're a stickler for macros, but I've also found like macro-friendly places. I post about it from time to time. Um, you know, Starbucks has pretty macro-friendly foods. Uh, the, you could do the Chipotle thing, but it's it's not the same. You don't exactly know the ingredients, but there's definitely ways to do it to stay on track.
0: So I I want to um, I know we're we're going up against the clock here, um, but I want to quickly talk about content. Right? Content is something as any entrepreneur knows is super important. Uh, you know, I think I always divide things into thirds for you know ease of explaining them. But I think a third of people don't ever want to do it. And they're like, screw that. A third of people like, no, they should do it. And they've posted once. And you have another third of people that like, yeah. And they did it for a week and then they deleted the app. Right. Yeah. And then you have people like you who figure out what to do. And then they just don't stop. And like, I see you on reels and TikTok all the time now. And it's working. And, and off air, you were talking a little bit about some of the things that you've learned and strategies that, that you've been implementing and through consistency, you've actually had some actual lead generation, which is a dirty yeah. word in our industry, right? Lead generation. Oh my God, I'm not supposed sure. to have that. Uh, so <laughs> what what are some like content hacks that you've been going through? What, what have you found? Has it just been literally consistency? Is there like tips and tricks that you've been like working through as you post reels or, mm-hmm. um, you know, standard content?
1: Consistency is key. Uh, we preach it in nutrition too, but it's the same uh, when you're marketing yourself. I just wasn't consistent before, you know, I was, I was the the third that was like, okay, I'm going to post and maybe this is going to be what, you know, does it, it doesn't work that way. I stopped looking at the numbers. I I am a numbers person. I am in sales and, you know, teaching sales and all of that. Like I love numbers and I love to see the result of numbers, but it can really throw you for a loop. You know, I, I, I have noticed, um, a few things, not just being consistent, but we were chatting the other day about the length of time of videos. So now with reels, it's gotta be quick and catchy. So I've noticed that I get a little bit more from those shorter videos, uh, in terms of views, sometimes comments, I think because it, it it's quick and then people may have to rewatch it and then the, the content does matter. So, you know, I am, I maybe be a mindset coach. Um, okay, we will not add that to the list this year. Um, I talk about mindset a lot because it does it does lead to an, an end result and that's what I am coaching people on. I think those motivational messages I get a lot of, of, of love for that, um, whether it's online or offline. so it, it hits home to people that I know and um, even people you know that I work with and and whatnot the comparisons. So we used to just throw up, you know, before, after eight weeks, like so over talking about the timeline and results, because I don't think that that's relevant anymore, because we don't want to be doing that. We want long-term, but reels is really good. uh, If you find the right one, you can get a decent amount of views. um, But what I've noticed is when I post on usually Wednesdays, I'll do the comparison for Wednesdays, you know, talking about a client win. And um, there's always somebody that that body, whoever it is, resonates with. And uh, whether they're DMing me, emailing me, texting me, I've gotten a few leads that way. And then just recently, and I I just had this thought uh, as I was reviewing content, uh, hormones are big, hormone health, hormonal imbalance, because a lot of people are just are dealing with that. And so I did what I thought was going to be a controversy post on testosterone. The other day, I'm sharing this story because I don't get a ton of comments, but I am getting lead generation. I got two comments. One was like a know it all, trying to tell me, well, you know, all the symptoms you listed were vague. I'm like, true, but they also are (laughs) symptoms of low testosterone. So I don't really know what to say because that is the truth. You know, yeah. So I was like, okay, Jane, just don't respond. But of course, I did 100% heart. Like I gave her a heart. Why would I give her a heart? anyway so she writes this whole long thing and then I had another person who said this is me like I am resonating with this post cam I kid you not she she signed on this week so that was what's say Thursday that was Tuesday and we're moving a group in here so your content does matter for true lead generation I only have 1200 followers on Instagram so I am not in the million the million followers of not even 100,000 but I don't think it matters. You know, I have certain goals and and I'm going to get there and and you talked about this a lot too. Like it doesn't truly matter how many followers you have. I'm one person. I mean, let's be real. I can only help so many clients one-on-one. So why does it matter if I have a million followers or a thousand? Uh regardless, that number doesn't change for me. And so I think what I've also found now fully going off on a tangent like I do is that, you know, the, the best clients don't come randomly. They usually come from a referral. Uh, so whether that's them following you on Insta or their friend is following you on Insta and then they're texting you, you know, I feel like that's kind of how lead generation happens. Um, but it's important to be consistent. And I know that because doing this for the past six years, I never I never marketed myself. And now this consistency is I mean essentially like doubled my business in the past two months,
0: which which is crazy, right? Because you're saying that you have 1,200 followers, and so you'd think, oh yeah, I can just make right. a post and like do the old post and pray, and like oh yeah, I'll get a couple leads, right? Like that's I feel like that's the conversation I have more often than not. Is like oh yeah, I have X number of followers, and I'm going to launch this thing. It's X amount of money, and it's a super great deal. And they explained it to me, and I'm like, yeah, that's a great deal. I'm like, I get it. I was like, but do they? Probably not, because you've not posted yeah. in the last three months. You've not talked about it. And right. Now you just think you're going to make a post and give people a link, and they're going to sign up. It's like that, that's not how that works.
1: No, and you know what I found is when you so that I've been really consistent, but there was a time where I was consistent and then not. People looked like people. There are like hardcore followers that they're like, I miss your content. Like I've had this. Hey, are you okay? Where have you been? And so now I'm like, oh my gosh, like I owe it to them. Like. You know, so, I, but, but remember, I've got this mission that looks a little different. Like I, I, it's not just about winning a, you know, a one-on-one client or, you know, banking that money because it doesn't work like that. I mean, this is a relationship I'm trying to help you, but then I have this bigger goal to get to more people. So whether that's knowledge or a motivational message, um, sometimes, you know, I get the most likes on, on a two sentence post, um, because it made somebody's day. And that, that means so much to me, lead generation Yes, we need that to stay alive. But, you know, those other those other heartfelt moments are maybe that's the feel-good moment because, you know, that light that's shining through, like, it shows that it is. And, and that's important to me because there's so much darkness in, in the world. The world is broken. I mean, so to get just, you know, those those few little loves here and there is, is also a feel-good moment. But you have to be consistent to get to that place.
0: Yeah. And just as you're saying, I think consistency, as much as it sounds like it's this tall task, it allows you to open up with those other doors, right? Consistency allows you to do a reel that maybe is about hormones, but then make a post that's two sentences. And then you can compare like, Hey, over 30 days, like what was it? Was it just because I had all of it or was one thing better than the other? When you just one time make a reel or one time make a post, you have no idea. You have no idea, but you're hundred percent right. We take for granted. That we all just stalk people all day long. Unless you're down a reels rabbit hole, you're stalking somebody. You're looking at something about somewhere. And if you're considering purchasing from them, like I do that all the time. I go and like, look at their, if they're selling me something, I go, I say, okay, when's the last time they posted? If it's a couple months old, I'm like, nope, I don't trust them because I don't care what they're selling me. If they're selling me, especially something on social media, I'm like, it's kind of weird that you're selling me this and you've not posted in two months. So kind of weird. And that's a comment a couple of the other coaches in the group have made that randomly uh, I've been consistent over the last 60 days. And the people that have signed up lately have said, Oh, I've been watching all your content. (laughs) Right. It's just one of those things like you know it, but you don't know it until you see it and you feel it, just like meditation, just like all these other things that we're talking about.
1: Yeah. You definitely do have a little bit of of freedom to kind of post, well, more, right? And just be authentically you. Um, yeah, and then kind of go back and, and see what works. But even me knowing, like, okay, I got a lead from the testosterone post, like, I'm not just going to start posting on only hormones, right? Like, I'm still going to be me. And um, and I think people also love to see your personality. I, I remember hearing something a few years ago, and like, what do people want to see from you? And, and it's you being you, you walking the dog or laying on the beach or going to work or whatever it is. People want to see that you're a human because in what we do in coaching, you have to have that human connection. Full circle, people work for people.
0: Yeah, that's 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 a great point because you don't ever know what's going to work, just as you're saying. And so if you can just add into what your day already looks like, right? Whether it is the walk with the dog or it's sitting on the beach, whatever your thing is, then it is relatable. It is that human aspect and that people can relate to and see that they can comment on you just post something about a beach and you're talking about that and how you've maintained this lifestyle like people like oh i'd love to go to the beach right just like simple things because people forget social media was meant to connect just as we talked about earlier about sending like random dms to people like just to like like if social media didn't exist we wouldn't be able to do that i wouldn't be able to talk to jason Theobald. i'd have to try and find his email somewhere on linkedin right yeah wouldn't be able to DM you and say like, hey, what's up? Like, you want to chat on a podcast? And you're like, yeah, sure. Let's let's jump on, right? Like, totally. you have those opportunities. Like, it's it's great, does have its negative sides. But if you're not using it correctly, then it just seems like this tall task and this tall order of something that just yeah. is insurmountable. Yeah. When you kind of look back over the last 12 months, what's kind of been like a, a lesson that you've learned maybe the hard way, but like looking back, now you're like, man, that that was definitely beneficial to go through.
1: Mm. The first word that comes to mind is boundaries, because I am a people pleaser and I want to say yes to all things, but I have 90 jobs, so I can't. But I've I've really had to learn what boundaries mean to me, uh, and not take it personally if it means something different to somebody else, right? Like. I think we all, we have to control those controllables. And so I found my place or found myself in like a kind of like just a really consumed, dark place, if you will, just feeling really burnt out, tired, additional stress that wasn't needed because I was saying yes to everything. And once I learned that, whether it's at work speaking, you know, to execs and leaders, or it's a training client, that you know what, I'm not doing six a.m. sessions anymore because it doesn't it doesn't work for me. But I, I mean, I know I say that, that like I have this whole routine five to nine, but a lot of a lot of things happening in, in that time are also for me. I mean, I wake up selfishly to support myself, but to support others, like I said. So I, um, I got to a pretty rough place. I was also traveling a lot because I just simply didn't say, hey, I can't travel this week. Uh, you know, so there was like there was points where I was out in L.A. for three weeks at a time, uh, you know, back and forth. And that's a long ass flight. So <laughs> being there Tuesday through Friday back, Tuesday through Friday, like it's, that's not fun and it's not good for anyone. Um, but you have to go through those things to, to understand and appreciate your own time. Uh, so boundaries is, I mean, it's pretty broad word, but it's it's really important to me, and I understand that now from the past twelve months of doing too much.
0: Oh, especially being a coach, right? Just like, man, once you give your a client your number, good luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you don't set those expectations up front, or cut any customer for that matter, regardless of your business, you know you. Do the uh, cliche like you have my personal number. Use it when you need it, but without expectations or boundaries. It's like you're getting that text at 10 yeah. p.m. and it's yeah. not going to go over well with your significant other when instead of watching a movie, you're sitting there like texting right. them back about their macros.
1: Totally. And because we are in the business that we're in and love people, that's what I, that's what I was doing. Or again, like picking up sessions, like you know, training 15 sessions a week. Cam, you think I'm crazy now? Like it was worse. So <laughs> I had to pull back. I had to pull back. But here's the thing: because if I'm not 100, I'm not gonna. percent, I am not going to i am of no use to somebody else. And so, for me to really understand what my 100 percent is, um, it, it's been a lot of learnings through the past 12 months. So, when we do Q and A, we'll talk about that if somebody,
0: <laughs> else, if somebody wants to know. Absolutely. Uh, before we get to like where people can find out more and follow along, uh, you know, with your journey and story, I always like asking a fun question. And so, my my question for you would be: uh, if you had a bumper sticker. What is your what would your bumper sticker say?
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. that's a really hard question. Um you know the first thing that comes to mind, I'm just gonna say it, and it's like I feel like this is like stupid. If you can dream it, you can do it. It's you know, I know that's a Walt Disney slogan, but I still live by that. And of course, like, you know, that's where I'm gonna go. It's not gonna be sillier, but it's gonna be the motivational. Brain and me to say that because it's true, and there's not enough of that out there these days that's genuine and authentic. But if you if you can dream it, you can do it. Um, Circling back to what we talked about, yeah, it might take some time and some effort and some some extra energy, but at the end of the day, you know, I I just I know that everyone on this earth has a purpose, and if you can find it and that passion shines through. Um, you're gonna just live the best life that that I think that you can live. So if you can dream it, you can do it.
0: I love that. That's that's amazing. Um, so where can people follow along with your journey with your amazing reels, yeah. TikToks, uh, or if even if they want coaching themselves, uh, what's the best way to connect with you and to follow along?
1: Yep. Um, okay. So I have the same handle for IG and TikTok. So at Train Like underscore Scooby Prep. You can follow me there. And then for more info, jane at scoobyprop.com. That's the easiest one. Awesome. And I will respond.
0: You guys heard it here first. Uh, thank you, Jane, so much for joining us today. Guys, we will catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day. Thanks for earning experience points with us today on Run the Block, part of the Cam Explains Immersion channel. If you actually want to work with me or my team at No Clouds Media, connect with me on Instagram at cam.explains. There you'll find even more helpful content tips, growth strategies, our latest downloads, or if nothing else, I can guarantee you'll get a good laugh at myself or our pub Oliver throughout the day. Just hit me up at camp.explains. Bonus, if you are following me on Instagram, you also get first dibs on limited spots for the community we're building inside of our network, where we will have tons of free resources, overtime sessions, networking events, special guests, and much more planned as we grow. So be sure to follow along at camp.explains, and we will see you for your next session of Run the Block to earn even more experience points. Hope this helps, and remember, kindness, pass it on. Bye for now.